rockin' on Now who wanna move crossin' on Now who wanna move out on If you got stripes and you let the city know you rock em Yeah, we got them, yeah, we fought em Like that black and orange or bottle Single bottle, never stop it So the beast of beast and know Who they rockin' with the diamond stripes Flossin' on the wings Cincinnati, she's our queen We gon' show the world who king Orange in the day, black in the night in our veins, sparks gonna fly The beast is awake Orange, black and white Cause when the jungle come alive Who day we ignite in the Go ahead Greg, go ahead Greg, you got this Welcome to Bangles and Bruised I am your host Greg Luther With my co-host Dale Altman And my co-host Porkchop We are sponsored here by Midwest Best Barbecue And 50 West Beer Both are awesome Thank you so much for what, what you do for both, all of us. Uh, what up, Strawberry? Woo-day. Woo-day. Oh, he got woo-hoo-day. Woo-day. Yeah. Rude Johnson. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. So, playoffs, we got that to talk about. We're also going to take a look at the free agent offensive tackle class, specifically Mike Anwenu, uh played for the Patriots. Yeah. Um, Played guard, moved to tackle, played pretty well at tackle. So, uh, got some PFF stuff here to go through, stuff like that. Um, but we can start with playoffs. That kind of sucked. The weekend kind of sucked. Yeah, no. This fucking weekend sucked, man. Not a goddamn thing went the way I wanted it. Oh, the Lions won. So Fortune Spartans. The Fortune yep. Spartans. Positive. Everything else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. They just, they fucking ruined my Sunday, man, because. I don't even give a shit about the AFC championship now. The fuck? No, I, I just can't. Idea. I know we're supposed. I know a lot of people say they're room for the Ravens. I can't. I mean, like, I can't. I just can't. I can't. You say root for the Ravens or root against? A lot of people them? are saying root for the Ravens because of the Chiefs. There's no way I'm rooting for either team. It's just whatever. Let's just let's. We were hoping an NFC team wins the Super Bowl. Let's just put it that way. That's yeah, that was my idea. hundred percent, Greg. I only want the goddamn Lions to win. Everybody yeah. else can fuck off. No, yeah, you know, Lions, yeah. But no, no, like, but if I had to have, give an order, Lions, Niners, and that's it after that. There's no one else. There's no, no one, one else. else. So, let's look at the positives, though, because I've, I've tried, you know me, I'm always trying to uh, look at the positives. They call him Mr. Positive. Everybody calls him that. What is happening now? Why? Look at the positives with the pork chop. Now you start having strobe lights. Look at the positives with the pork chop. You got to go like this. I want I want to see. Oh, more stuff goes off. <laughs> I figured it out, man. Watch it. You go like this, and you get lasers. Woo! Look at the positives. There you go. Positive vibes. So this is a hand hey, signal hey, thing? Hey, it's a hand chop. signal thing. Watch so, this. Ravens. Yeah. Yeah. Lions. Oh, God. Oh, People dude. that listen yeah. to this in podcast form <laughs> is not going to have any clue what's going on. So podcast <laughs> form, Chop had balloons come up the other day out of nowhere. So apparently he's figured out this hand signal thing. Now he's doing thumbs down, thumbs down, go up, thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. He's got strobe lights with certain hand signals. It's, it's out of control. This is all <laughs> Chop's going to be doing now on the show when he's just over there. The one for confetti, but I can't. Nope, that's the balloons. I think the confetti is supposed to be the two. Yeah. What's up? Here we go. Yo. Woo. Does that do that for me too, or is that just a you thing? It's a it's a uh, uh, yeah. Apple thing. It doesn't and care. I, about I have me. An, uh, my computer's a Mac. Oh. Hey Dale, oh, so you're rich. 
Okay. By the way, Dale, liking Ooh, the sweatshirt. Lasers, boys. Lasers. Lasers. By the way, Dale, liking the sweatshirt you got there, bud. Yeah. Get this from hey, the look. shop. Matching shirt. Bagels and hey. Bruce. New merch on the chop shop. It's coming out too, man. I've been working on a new new store so that it's better organized. But back to the before the fucking lasers and confetti and balloons and stuff. I'm not gonna I'm trying to find a positive. So here's the positive if the Ravens win, all right? If the Ravens win, because to be honest, if I'm gonna be honest, I think it's they're the best team in the fucking the final four here. They've played the best football. The second half of this season. Yeah. And they, so they, they look good uh, the other day, too. So this is the positive. If they win, we get to kick the shit out of the fucking Super Bowl champs next year twice. There you go. And, uh, well, there ain't much other positive than That's that. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And Lamar uh, seems likable. Like, I don't have, like, a problem with Lamar Jackson. No, nah, he's a good guy. Like, he doesn't cry around the whole game. No. Pat Mahomes. That's probably like the, if I have to root for one, you don't really have to root. But if I say, okay, who would I just guess moves on and who doesn't? I'm just, the Chiefs have been there so many times. Get somebody else playing in the That's Super Bowl. I'd love to see two new teams, like, you know, two teams for recency wise and the Ravens and the Lions in the Super Bowl. That would be, that would be cool. And yeah, it would I'm, screw up the graphic. I'm team screw up the graphic. You're right. I don't want yeah. to see the Chiefs because they still, like, no. You would think almost if it is scripted, the NFL would just be like, throw out the fucking script. They, they fucking found us out, man, on the colors. Put some other people in there. Throw them off. Throw them off. Well, everybody's like, what will that graphic be next year? I'm like, they're going to put a little bit of every team's logo on it soon. Just <laughs> Right. Just right. They're just going to. It's like, what's the point of watching? We already know who's going to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, that motherfucker going to look like was in a paintball war. Yeah. Coming up. Uh, any, when an AFC championship game starts going, that's when I'll figure out who I'm going to root for. Because for some reason, like, if I don't even like it, any teams in the game, when I'm watching it, for some reason, I'll just start, like, feeling some kind of way. Like, I hope they score or get them or what. I'll, I'll probably find out who I'm rooting for then. But looking in the future – I think I'm going to root for fucking Baltimore because I fucking am over Kansas City. I'm over Travis. I'm over Pat. And I'm over that stupid fucking bitch, uh, Taylor Swift. Hey, hey, hey. can't say with. that, Chuck. Hey, huh? hey. You're just breaking Greg's heart. He's going to quit. I know. He's going to quit. You can't talk bad about Taylor Swift. Fuck her. Greg. Man, she sh if she wanted uh, a tight end where I could fucking be behind her, Drew Sample. She should get with she should dump Travis and get with Drew Sample. Yeah, she should dump Travis and get with Drew, and then I'll fucking be a Swifty. I'll figure out the name of once. Actually, I, I think there's a song called Romeo and Juliet, and the only reason I know that is because Joe fucking played that song to his wife. That's called a that's love story by her album Fear. See? <laughs> Thank God. This guy. This hey. guy. Oh, he's on it. I got to tell you, Greg, I appreciate that because I feel better knowing that I didn't know any of that stupid-ass song. <laughs> Not Greg. Nope. He knows everything about Taylor Swift. Not everything. So, like, after she – after when she got up – yeah, dude, I, I totally hear you, Chris. We Yeah, that was that was just a bum yeah. thing. That would have been – we may have had that. And that would have been fun, right? We could have – I said we could all felt like it was Thanksgiving at right. again. No, no, kicker. I mean, kickers, man. I mean, kickers just really cost two teams. Unfortunately, man, it's just 
just very fortunate how, Scott, how it has to come down to a kicker at times. So, yeah. Imagine not having a clutch kicker in the playoffs. Hey, hey really- by the way, Glenn Goodberry, we love you, man. We hope you're doing all right. Bills, I mean, we feel for you. We feel for Bills fans right now. Hope you're all doing well over there. Man, Josh Allen looked like he needed to be on suicide watch in that post-game press conference, didn't he? I didn't watch I it. I, I didn't watch it, but I'm sure I can only imagine. Oh, my God. I mean, I didn't feel bad for him last year when we went up there and did it to him, but I right. feel bad now that Kansas City did it. Right. Cop suckers. Hey, and I'll bet you when they got done, I'll bet that um, Josh Allen went right up to fucking Pat Mahomes and said congratulations and stuff. Yeah. Unlike what Pat did earlier in the year when he was fucking crying about that offsides call. That's why I just can't root for it, man. I can't stand when you're like that poor of a sportsman. Like, and somebody said Lamar didn't shake Joe's hand when they lost. That is, that's poor sportsmanship too. And that's why, like, normally, you know, I would say beat the Ravens almost 99 out of 100 times. This is the one out of 100. It's the the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl. Look look what we got in the chat here, Dale. Hey, baby. What's up, Shelly? How you doing? Hope you're liking that jersey. I like her little collage for her picture. That's awesome, Shelly. It's got that stud Jimmy in it. That's basically what everybody calls him, stud Jimmy. Yeah, he's uh, Kevin, what's his name, all grown up. Yeah. Kevin, what the fuck or, is his last name, Greg? I, I don't know, the, but it's the kid, right, from I See Dead People or whatever. Oh, Haley Joel. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I've told her that about James. He James gets it all the time, man. He gets it all the time. I, yeah, those baby, those younger pictures of him. Right. Just like the younger. Well, well his son looks younger. dead on that, that too. Right, yeah. right, right. You know, I told, I actually, when I dropped the jersey off, at I actually, we were actually, I actually told her about that. She says he got it all the time. He said dead. dead we love you, Shelly. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's enough for playoffs. We'll probably talk about playoffs again on Friday. Preview this weekend's games, even though basically it's we have both teams lose in the AFC and we're buying NFC hats like Rob Lowe with his NFL hat. <laughs> right. And and that's what that's the rooting guy. And not really the Niners either. It's just the Portsmouth Spartans. Gotta uh, get all I have had the chili. The chili is really good, by the way. I want the chili, man, but I'm working. We love you too, Shelly. Greg, you go get me a bowl of chili. No, I'll get you a bowl of chili. No, chili is very good. It, it, it's like Texas style chili. I'm not even really a big fan of Texas style chili, but it is so good. The, They're gonna run least. out, man. Yeah, but unfortunately, they, it was only for the weekend. They had ribs. Ribs is like every third week, Saturday, third weekend of the month. They, I guess, are doing the same with uh, uh, the chili. Hopefully, but yeah, it is so worth good getting. When Greg talks in his sleep, it's menu items from Midwest. Right? <laughs> well, no, I, I had a, I like, have, when I when my family got to try the grip. My family got so we we were having family over, and I ordered some grip on G Funk. And some of my family didn't come over, so I had to eat more of the wings. That was a very tough day for me. Man, oh, I'll bet. poor bastard. You um, called suicide hotline. Oh yeah, those I want to try the ribs for sure. Like I'm the not ribs. a chili person. Like Marissa's, like she's like, oh, I bet that chili is amazing, and I'm sure it is. But right. me personally, like I definitely want to try those ribs. Like, oh. I probably would have got ribs, Greg, when we went. But like you said, it's a, it's a limited thing. So well, make sure you go when they have it, guys, because they don't always have it. They hey, wait a minute. So this is this mean the third Saturday coming in February, which is around Fort Tom's birthday. You're coming up to Midwest Best. That's right. We're having a birthday party at Midwest Best for Pork Chop. What? Yeah, I guess so. All right. All right, birthday, oh my, birthday. Oh my, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's so point, this is Pork Chop's 
leap year birthday. This is like his 13th. I mean, come on, Dale. I've only had this only gonna be my 13th birthday. This is a big one. Turning 13, you're a teenager. Teenager. That's incredible job. Yeah. Wow. All right. So free free agency all to off. I can't even think. Chops got me all fucked up with all this stuff coming on the screen. But the free agent offensive tackle class, Jonah Williams. Played right tackle this year, moved over from left. I know a lot of people's like, oh, he didn't play good. PFF ranking-wise, I'll go ahead and spit that out here. He ranked 60th overall at offensive tackle. So, yeah, I mean, 58.5 overall, 57.9 pass uh, run run blocking. It was 54. So, PFF-wise, which, I mean, they're not to be all end-all. We always There's say only that. only 64 it's just of them, right? Well, they rank more than that, and it depends how many snaps – if a guy reaches a certain snap threshold and you can change for if they didn't have enough snaps, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. he was 60th out of the ones with enough snaps to be counted. So there might be 70 or 80 guys on there. I don't know, but he was 60 yeah. out of whatever it was. You know what I mean? I didn't quite look at the exact number, but um, not ideal. I, I know it wasn't just 64, though. There's more than 64, but he was 60th out of probably 80-something is my guess. So, not great, but I thought he played a little better than that. But, I mean, he still had some – and down the stretch, maybe I, – I don't know. He he He's probably gone either way, right? Regardless of what you think about Jonah, and if you already wanted to get rid of him before, there's a good chance he's not back here because he's still like 26 years old. He's going into free agency. It's his biggest chance to get paid of his career. Um, I could still – offensive tackles are important. He's first-round pick somebody's going to like those traits. He's played a ton of football, had some injuries here and there, but nothing like major that would scare you away from offering him a contract. If you're opposing team really needing a veteran and he could play left or right tackle. So that's, that's going to appeal to a lot of football teams in the NFL. So with all that said, if Jonah is gone, maybe they resign him. I'm okay. If they resign him, I'm not going to hate it, but it's got to work for both sides. I'm talking today is on the basis that he is gone. So we'll kind of look at the free agents. We can talk about some of the, the offensive tackles for the draft a little bit, but we'll get into them more later. Um, first one, spread me on your biscuit, says me, Gravy. You got you. I got you, Gravy. I did just wake up. It's like it's like breakfast time. Sounds good. So Mike Onway knew 6'3", 350. I mean, that that dude is <laughs> big, big, powerful son of a bitch right there. Yeah. But um, him, as far as PFF yeah. grades, he graded out 29th. So you got Jonah at 60. He graded out 29. They had him at tackle as well. Um, The overall was 71.5, pass blocking 68, run blocking 62. So he does both, you know, at a pretty high level. The 68, once again, isn't like, for most people already know this, but if you don't, the 68 isn't like if you were in school, all 68, that's not a real great grade or a 72. No, these are high grades. You don't see a lot of hundreds and nineties for anybody in the NFL as far as PFF grades. So the 71.5 overall is, is a really good grade, especially in comparison to, like I said, Jonah Williams, 57.9 pass block, 58.5 overall. So he would be an upgrade basically in every aspect there, but um, he's also another younger guy. He's coming off his rookie contract. Um. Coming out of Michigan, he was a six-round pick, so he wasn't a first-round pick either that's made a ton of money. He was a six-round guy making a smaller contract. I think he's also, like you were saying there, Greg, he's going to be looking to get paid. But 
just take the financials out for a minute because if he's the highest paid offensive tackle, I'd say the Bengals are out of that market. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's just most likely. If they're not going to pay Jonah, they're probably not going to play this guy. They probably play, play the guy they know, the guy who knows the system, the guy who, you know, if they're going to pay somebody big, big money. But let's just say maybe they can come. Maybe he wants to play here. Maybe he wants to protect Burrow. Maybe he doesn't get that initial huge contract on day one of free agency. Or maybe it is with the Bengals. They say, we just got to have this guy and they have something worked out. What do you guys think about adding a guy like Mike on Wayne? I'm good. But the fact, not just right tackle, but the fact also he can, if something happens to Orlando Brown, he can move over to left tackle if you need him to. I mean, right there. And like you say, better pass block, better grade than Jonah Williams. I'm all for it. But the only problem I think is money. But other than that, though, I'm all for it, 100%. I, I don't know how much he's played left tackle, Greg, but he's played guard, so he's got the guard. Well, there you go. He can play there. guard, too. Yeah. And he maybe played. he did play some left tackle with New England. I'm not sure if he came in for Trent Brown. or I'm not sure exactly right. what happened. Did he mostly right. play guard or tackle? He's mostly played guard. This year, they ha- they had him fill in at tackle. I, I, all I, year? I don't know off the top of my head. No. Um, I think it was at least the second half of the year. All right. I'm Let's just wondering go. about his It was grade. a good he's, enough sample size. To, but the grade you said at 68, that's combined grade between guard and tackle, right? I would assume. Yeah. I don't know if they only put I just wonder tackle. what the breakdown is from what's his grade at tackle yeah. and what's his grade at guard. But, I, you know, they don't give that. I think to tell you the truth, my I think I'd rather stick with Jonah if we can sign him. But that's a really good option to free agency because I don't want to rely on the draft for the right tackle, although I think that there's going to be a couple good right tackles in the draft available at 18. Yeah, it, it is a loaded draft class. But I'd rather get a fucking road grader defensive tackle. Yeah. Yeah, and if we're looking outside of him, so let's say he he gets outpriced, um, Jonah doesn't come back. If you're looking, it's not a huge, strong class. I see somebody asking about J- uh, Jermaine Illuminor, who is another guy yeah. um, that we were interested in last year. He signed just a one-year, $3 million deal. That blew my mind because that's a guy that we were like, get him in here. His PFF was, yeah. uh, grades were really good last year. And again, this year, he was 36th overall. Jeez. So, I mean, he was still pretty solid this year, again, playing right tackle. Um, 68.5 overall, 64.4 pass, 71.5 run. So he's a little better as a, as a run guy, but I mean the pass blocking still grades out better than what Jonah right. did. But um, overall, he's just been a very solid guy. He is 29 years old right now. I think he's just turned 29, so he'd be 29 for the season next year. So it's not like you know age is anything crazy there. Whereas Jonah's 26. Um, I don't have Onway news year in front of me. But yeah, well, and Magic Miguel here. Trent Brown was another guy I had highlighted. There's literally only about three or four, and then you know maybe one or two like dark horse guys. And the reason I say that I'd rather stick with Jonah is because the continuity. There's something to be said for continuity too. Uh, yeah, Jonah was 60, and all these other guys are a little bit above him, but there's something to be said with knowing the system and continuity. But either way, I'm not going to be. I mean, it is what it is. I'm not going to get upset. If yeah, Jonah Trent- signs, that's fine. But it sounds like there's going to be a few on the open market that I think that Cincinnati's going to make a push for somebody in the uh, offseason. Free agency. Yeah, Magic Miguel says Luminor can play left and right. He's played guard, too. I know he played guard for a while with the Raiders as well. So a lot of, a lot of versatility. What? We got Tom Justin here. What's up, Tom? 
Yeah, maybe Juwan Taylor. Juwan Taylor sucked this year, didn't he? Yeah. He wasn't great, was he? Yeah, he was awful. Like he, he was yeah. like at like way lower than Jonah. Yeah, so. he got fired from the left, and then he sucked at the right. I don't yeah. want his ass. They keep yeah. his big ass. Well, they said there. they were bringing him as a left. They never played him at left. They played him at right, right which he always was. Yeah. Um, but but one here that really interests me is Trent Brown. So he's going to be turning thirty-one soon. That's still that's not ancient. I mean, you know, we've seen guys that tackle that can hold up pretty well. Um, and he's got that sweet tattoo. Remember, Trent Brown's the guy we were showing the tattoo last year when we talked about free agency right. of like the women. Oh here. yeah, that's right. Okay, I could tell you weren't getting. So I was like, "Oh, I was come like, on, wait a minute, what? you said women." I'm like, "Oh yeah." But uh, for Trent Brown, so overall tenth rated overall offensive tackle per PFF, tenth overall. Dang. These are left and right tackles. Uh, overall eighty point three grade, seventy two point eight in the pass and run eighty point eight. I mean, the the run grade is is damn near elite. He's a huge guy. He's got pretty solid feet for a guy of his size. Um, he's just always got the job done. The thing is, he got a big payday before when he went to the Raiders. Didn't even really make it a year. Went back to New England after where he was good. So I don't know, like, will he be good outside of New England? We don't really know that for sure. But, I mean, everything that shows you there, at least looking per PFF, you know, he'd be a damn good. And, you know, maybe a guy you can get for one year, four or five million, if you can do that, him or Jermaine Illuminor. And that was the point that – uh somebody else was making earlier magic miguel was making so if you can get somebody for cheaper that is just as talented or more talented than jonah i'm all for that you know what i mean you save a little money there because you got the bigger contracts you got to give you know what you're going to do with t i think we need to load up on veterans in general along we've talked about that a little bit we'll talk about it more yes please i Uh, mean i hope that there's a big free agency that's what we need this year Yes, That's what all of the Bengals fans are looking forward to. Yeah, and like I said, I know we got it last year with the Lander Brown, but if we can get like you know, two, let's let's aim for two this year at least. Like you know, get it, like find a way to get that right tackle. Who knows? Maybe it could be through a trade or something. Maybe somebody gets cut, you know, because of a uh, salary cap issues or something, and we go out and get that guy. But then I think you, you, we've always talked about you don't want to go into the draft having to draft a certain position. You don't want to do that. No, if you can leave first round open for best player available, yes. it's, it's it's what you do because you don't know how the draft's going to go. Come draft day, you're picking at 18. That's 17 other teams just picking in front of you. You know some positions, you can get a rough idea. Yeah. But what happens now if if all of a sudden all these teams start taking tackles? Because Fuaga, I'm seeing him going 10th overall a lot to the Jets. The Jets are basically locked in. And honestly, there could be two teams that take Alt and Fashanu well, you know, before that. So then you're looking – Fuago goes off the board at ten. Maybe somebody wants Latham. Who's that? Who's that big? Uh, that guy that when Frank Pollock was with New York, the the big guy in Louisville, six foot seven. Mackay Beckton. I don't have him down here. He, he's not even on this. I don't. Maybe he still has a year on his contract. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, yeah, because they debated to cut him last year, and they did. <laughs> Excuse me. But injuries. I think he got yep. injured again at times this year. There so yeah, that's the thing. I, I don't know that Beckton. I mean, he would be one of those like if you if he's going to come in on a one year, two or three million dollar deal, then yeah, you bring him on because at worst you've got a good you know a good swing tackle, a good uh, extra blocker, you know when you go heavy. So to me, I could definitely see you know bringing a guy like Beckton, but it's not going to be at a huge price or anything because it's just too much risk with the injuries. He's still really young. I like obviously liked him coming out. You know, he's a top fifteen, top twenty guy in the draft. 
Um, I'll give one more name of a veteran who just uh, finished up with the Texans this year. He was on a one-year deal. George Fant, at right tackle. So he's getting ready to turn. He'll be probably 32 around when the season is starting. So a bit older, but nothing super crazy. And he was 54th over, 54th overall. So he wasn't way ahead of Jonah, but a right. little bit. And if you're getting him for three or four million for a one-year deal as a veteran compared to Jonah maybe wanting 15 million or you know, 15 to 20 million. I'm just spitballing. I don't know if he'll get that, but I'm just saying if he wants 15 million, we'll say, and four years, and you're getting a guy for one year, three or four million that can play just as well, if not maybe a tick better, then give me that guy for sure, you know? And you still go in the draft and you can still find a right tackle. It just wouldn't have to necessarily be in the first right. round, or maybe it is. If there's a guy you love, you take exactly. him. You're set either way that way. So that's kind of my thoughts on the offensive tackle class. I still think draft is most likely, but of those names, Fant, Trent Brown, we already talked about on way new, so I'll keep him out of this because I yeah. think he could end up. I honestly really think he could end up being like the pre, the premier highest guy with the versatility. Just he he's kind of his upward trajectory is good, but he's also coming out of the Patriot system, who just produce linemen and then they don't always produce other places. So that's a question mark. But Illuminor, Fant, Trent Brown, out of those few guys, who would you want of those three? You go ahead, Chop. I like Illuminor, same as we had last year. You know, if we can get him in here. And wasn't he – like, I thought that he was talking about, like, he was possibly going to come here, and then at the last minute we saw that the Raiders re-signed him last year. Isn't that right? Well, he didn't necessarily talk about it, but you know how when I, I have a little yeah. fun with the paint and I put him in a Bengals jersey? Oh, yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. he was, like, commenting on that and stuff. Yeah. So I got Dude, a that personal was, love for yeah. that man. That was awesome. He saw that, you know. I'd still like to see him Dude, come. come out with it again, man. Anybody that graded out fucking twice as good as Jonah, bring him in. Bring him in. He's like you say, twenty nine years old. You, I mean, like, and tackles can still play good, and even into the mid thirties. I mean, that seems like a good fit, right? I mean, the Patriots guy obviously would be a good one, but yeah, we agree on that one, Tyler. Yeah, with the Patriots, but like I say, money's going to be the issue right there. And you know, I'd like to say I'd still like to try to get Jonah back because you want to keep the same core. But you know, I mean, we we got to look at other options here. I think, like as Tom in the comments said. Just think he's going to be too expensive, but yeah, get get me a Luminor if you can get him a, like three million. Are you kidding me? Sign me up for that, man. Yeah, I mean four or five million. Say, so, hey, I'll give you a raise. You can make four million this year. And do it, no, 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 million, if, baby. If you're going right. to do it for that, tell give him three years. But Becton, don't be surprised they go after Becton because of Frank Pollock. I know he had injury issues, but Frank Pollock knew him in New York, so I wouldn't be surprised if they went after him. Yeah, I'm not going to uh -oh. rule Beckton out. But. That's right. I forgot about this. David Poggetta. Yeah, but he signed a one-year, $3 million. He did sign a one-year deal. Yeah, right. You know, maybe the problem with my – and, hey, we got to we gotta stop that sometime, right? This guy's right. going to continue to probably add players, and he's already represents several other ones we have. Like, I know Joseph Asai. I'm not sure if he represents – I thought maybe I seen DJ Turner or something, Chop. I'm not sure on that, but I thought maybe I did. So – you got to break that sometime, right? If you got to be able to get a contract, regardless yeah. of who well, the I mean, agent like is. Like you said, he signed him for one year last year, so that's that's kind of uh, encouraging words. And then, do do you guys want to talk about the tackle prospects? I mean, sure, I'm cool with that. Yeah, come on, let's do this. We should talk hey, about Dale, the draft a little. Dale more. Jeremiah, Dale, that's your new name, nickname, Dale Jeremiah. 
No, I said Del Kuyper because Mel Kuyper, that just sounds better. All right. So I, refuse, I refuse to be compared to any of those guys, man. Okay. So, super amateur scout who doesn't have right. you know, so half the top end shit that those guys have. Your official nickname, you says Dale Kuyper? Dale Brooks. No, I don't have one. All right. Uh, fair enough. I, uh, I don't do nicknames, Greg. God damn it. That's why you're on here as BSG. He's on here as Porkchop. I don't do fucking nicknames. I'm He's just, just Dale. Dale. But, um, yeah, so the tackle class overall, who do you guys want to talk about? I don't care. You guys in the chat want to talk about somebody, you can say who you like. Well, uh, I, the, the one I see mocked to us the most is JT Latham. I, I, he's, uh, so talk about him. Tell us about him, Dale. Yeah, JC Latham, big, powerful, some bitch, strong hands. Um, didn't have a great game against Michigan. People are lower, but I've honestly seen him could go as high as in the top 10, but so many people are mocking him to 18. It's a, it's a really good offensive tackle class. I mean, I can sit here and list off names and we will, we'll, we'll deep dive into that class more, but there's a lot to like with Latham. He's still fairly young. He's uh, got a ton of experience playing in Alabama. I, I like a lot about him. I honestly didn't even like bring my draft notes. That's just shit off the top of my head. Yeah. I'm sure I got him somewhere, but I just, I think he's going to be really good. Like his, his tape's really good. He's young. He's powerful. He can, he's got good movement skills for a guy that size. Um, he's got to hey, watch out being a little handsy penalty, stuff like that. Is he but, a day one starter? I, I think he I think he would be. I think I think this is a good class to need an offensive tackle. Uh, Dale, so the one uh, he concerns me because he only played seven games. I know he's got the measurables. Tell me about Mims out of Georgia. Yeah, that's the biggest concern, Greg. Uh, it's less than ten. I've seen eight, seven, eight, nine. Right. I don't know the exact number of starts, but like uh, I think it was like uh, Georgia Tech game. Like I watched that that game and i was like holy shit man this guy's tape is elite like he's just somebody oh antoine's with you there job yep fuck the chiefs fuck taylor swift i'm gonna see if i if i well I know it was I nice to see jason kelsey classing that fucking box up yesterday you know uh, me looking through papers but i'm trying to get with technology guys i'm trying i'm sitting there looking through papers and i forget that i've been doing a lot of these notes on my phone now and at least transferred oh. them after I started them on paper. Yeah. So they're always with me. All right. So what I've got for Latham, I'll just read you off my pros and cons for him. You guys are getting a little preview of the draft stuff that we're going to have in the draft guide for a whole $1. So I really hope you guys can purchase that. All, all the money goes directly to Project Game Day to help get um, adults with special needs and military veterans to some games this upcoming year. We're going to try to get to all eight. Matty Meyer, Jackpot Joey, already donated four games to that cause. Trying to get four more of these ones. We're trying to get something in the handicap section. So if somebody's in a wheelchair, this and that, it'll be uh, handicap accessible. So, anyways, JC Latham, elite size, hand power, functional street, natural athleticism. So that's uh, pros I have for him just watching his tape. Con sustaining blocks. So keeping on the blocks, you know, for an extended amount of time. Yeah. Um, Speed Joe rushers gets the ball out quick too, so that helps. Well, anytime you're like 6'6", 360, right. speed rushers around the edge can give you some problems. I mean, there's it's there's almost no tackles that's not going to have a little bit of that, you know, as a con. Speed rushers always get problems. That's why they're so valuable in the NFL. Um, and then also inside counter moves, so he can be susceptible to set when someone sets up an inside counter move, they get inside on him and get a good pass rush on the quarterback. But I mean, overall. The size, the athleticism, 
the strength, the power. Um, you're getting a, a day one just plug and play to me, right tackle in J.C. Latham. And I, uh, some people will be like, oh, he went to Bama. I try not to scout the helmet or worry about yeah. that because right. every player is different. But at the same point in time, it does come in your head like, man, Jonah, we picked Jonah Williams, you know, with a high right. program pick. So I'd it's, be lying if I said that. But this guy has played right tackle. Uh, I think he played guard as like a freshman, started at guard a little before they moved him to right tackle. So he's done a little of both. But right, he's played right tackle and played right tackle alone a, a lot, where Jonah played right tackle as a freshman, and then he was left tackle exclusive for two years, and then in the NFL for a long time. So you're getting a guy, and I like that, honestly. You always say, well, this guy could project to this, this guy could project to that. But to me, I'm like, just just where the guy's played, where his tape is, if he's done well there, and if he can stay there and you got a need there, put him there, keep him there, don't worry about it. So that's what I think as far as Latham. Damn. I didn't know that there was some stigmatism with Alabama. I'll say this about Andre Smith. Andre Smith was, ended up being a very good. He was a right damn tackle. good right tackle. People rip on Smith all the time. He was a damn good right tackle for. And him. I'm not. I'm not saying Will was was ripping on him, but but right. he didn't end up living up to the number six overall pick. Right. No. Yeah. But, but he still but that whole class. He was the only one. If you go back and look at that class of the tackles, he right. was the only one that had a pretty long, solid career. The rest of the tackles that went before him and after really didn't do a lot. No, they did, they did not. So I, I thought, you know, he ended up being a good pick. But, yeah, he definitely had some problems and uh, keeping his weight under control. I mean, if you guys watch Hard Knocks, that was yeah a big thing on there. Mike Brown, like, oh, goddamn, you know, like basically. <laughs> Mike Brown's like, no, it looks like we need to slim you down. Yeah, right. And it's like, goddamn, Mike Brown, you're harsh as fuck. But, feel you. I really like Tyler Guyton, too, just toss out another name. I don't know if anybody talked about him, but he, he just continued. It's hard not to continue to rise. And I think he could play left tackle if needed, but played right tackle at Oklahoma. That's true, though. We need, do need a, someone to publish out a draft guide for Dale. No, no, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll look into it. And I'll, I'll get a job at a printing company. We'll see what happens. Well, it's going to it's gonna be online, and you'll get access to that. And then if you want to print it off, you can. It's similar to how Dane Brugler does the Beast. Right. He does a similar thing there. Um, but if you're coming to the draft event at Midwest, we're going to try to get some printed out to have for the people that are coming there. Um, we haven't announced this yet and I'll probably get yelled at by Matt, but for that event, we would be asking for like a $5 charge to get in, but that's going to cover your getting, you know, not just the draft guide, but you know, access to everything. And if there's any special guests, all that, and it's mainly you're helping a good cause, you know? So I I really hope that don't deter people because that's one of those things. It's like, Oh, you hate to ask for five dollars, but at the same point in time, this is to raise money. Right. Like when you're asking places like Cincy Hat to come and be selling their stuff, you're not taking money off of their charity, you know, for your project either. So to put this event on, you know, there. So I just want to let you guys know that and be upfront about it. Just FYI. Right. What's yep. up, Derek? What's going on, everybody? What hey, up? Everybody. Oh, you know, just on my way home from work. Well, we've covered the uh, the draft guide. You're late getting in here, by the way. Yeah, You're like forty minutes in. Yeah, I'm. Uh, Lack. It was a rough day of work today. Yeah, but we but. covered all the the free agents. It's, it's not a long list, like I said. Mike Onway yeah. knew. 
Uh, Illuminor is going to be back on the market. Fant, who finished up with the Texans, that played with the Texans this year. Um, Jonah Williams, Trent Brown, and Onway New, obviously, we talked the most about. Yep. But everybody I talked about rated higher per PFF than Jonah Williams. <laughs> right. Okay. So, um, that's I feel, I, I'm not going to lie, man. We were getting little, into draft prospects a little bit at right tackle. I feel a little worse about Jonah Williams now than I did at the beginning of the show. I, if as we keep him, I still won't be upset. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say uh, it, it might actually be beneficial for us. We could say, hey, you know, these guys graded better than you. So obviously they're going to get more money, but I don't know what the market's going to be. That's that's a well. Whole will they though? I mean, remember we thought Jermaine or Luminor because he had good PFF grades last year, and he got he signed a one year three million dollar deal. Well, how did uh, yeah. how did Mike McGlinchey do after he got um, shit? And that's okay. That's so, going to deter some teams. He didn't have a good season. Jawan Taylor didn't have a good season. Exactly. And these are two right tackles that got over $80 million. So maybe that brings the market down this year because the two big signings last year played like shit. Yeah. So maybe the market comes down. But you always have yep. your teams that are like, oh, we can fix them. Or, you know, I mean, Jawan right. Taylor was so much yeah. better. I don't know what happened with the Chiefs. Like, that went to hell quickly. But they're still yeah. playing, right? Yep. They're still playing. Yeah, they are. So. Maybe it's working out now. I don't know. Also, um, fuck the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. Now, here's yeah, one we can... that Ronald mentions. I want, I want to get to this. Sorry, Derek, real quick. We kind of we talked playoffs uh, the first. We talked that first. But Delmar Glaze out of Maryland, he, he's interesting. He, he put him as a guard, but he's played center and he's played tackle. He played left tackle at Maryland this year. And I – I like this tape. Like, I still can't put him up with the top-tier guys because of his size. He's undersized. He lacks some bulk. But he has great feet, great ability to block in space. Um, and he has five-position versatility. There's a couple guys in this draft. Graham Barton's another one from Duke that, that you could put basically anywhere along your line. And that's so valuable, you know, that if you need yeah. it in a pinch or if there's an injury, you can put a guy there and move somebody else in that's stronger at the position that's on your roster. So I, I really like Delmar Glaze too. And Miguel's saying Joe Goodberry thinks Jonah will get fifteen to eighteen million. And yeah, I can see it because he's young, yeah. the pedigree, he's played a lot of football. I mean, maybe the PFF grades aren't there, but like uh, JJ Watt said, uh, grades for coaches, grades for PFF can be way off, and he's yeah. seen it. So a lot of people are probably going to have Jonah rated a lot higher than what this PFF does. Yeah. All right, sorry, Derek. What were you? Uh, I was just on the the fuck the Chiefs thing. I was gonna say you can those you can say fuck the Chiefs and also not be rooting for Baltimore. Those yeah. two are not mutually exclusive or whatever. Right, and, and like more, I said, Chop said he's gonna wait till the game starts, and I said, well, I'm just kind of like leaning toward the Ravens as of now. Because I'm just sick of seeing the Chiefs there, and I, I think Patrick Mahomes is a crybaby. Those are my biggest reasons, and that's just how I feel. You know what I mean? If somebody feels differently, 100%. I haven't had bad Twitter interactions with the no. Ravens and this and that because I don't engage it. Right. Yeah. No, I never had any bad – like the Ravens, to be honest with you, I wasn't butthurt. They won the Super Bowl that one year really compared. Everybody knows me. the Browns are the team. When the Browns lost, that was just a great day for me. It goes to me, it goes Browns. 
Steelers and Ravens. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, Derek, Chop has figured out why balloons go off and everything. It's his computer, when he does certain hand signals, makes different stuff happen. Yeah, so, Chop, Chop, do two thumbs up real quick. That's oh, awesome. yeah, it's the 4th of July. Oh, God. <laughs> That's the one that James Rapine did on uh, Locked On. This is and, the one uh, I did by accident. I didn't know. I went like this with the uh, peace signs. Yeah. Oh, there come the confetti. Woo, right. it's party. Balloons, confetti, all kinds of stuff. I know. <laughs> Get yourself a Mac, and you can have fun. You can have lasers shooting off, fireworks, confetti, balloons. You can give a thumbs up. Where the fuck is it? Two thumbs up. <laughs> then you can get mad at it. No, one thumb and a thumbs down. Oh, see? You were oh, there it is. It. Yeah. There it is. There you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Oh, man. It's a lot of fun. What, what else you guys got? Come on now. I've talked a anyway, lot. Anyway, hey, real quick. Real quick. Who we, who we, who is our initial lean? I'm going to say it's going to be a Ravens-Detroit Super Bowl. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. I think the graphic wins again. But yeah, I also think so, and I think the Ravens win the Super Bowl. To be honest, I think it's Ravens 49ers with the Ravens winning. Yep. A lot of I know that Matt was like in our thing. He, he thinks that uh, the 49ers are going to win, but man, Baltimore already went out there and fucking kicked their ass. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Baltimore made it look like it was just like a walk in the park there. Hey, Baltimore didn't do it as good as Joe did. No, he did not. Baltimore still did it. I will say this, though. If Kansas City doesn't win, you will no longer have Swifties watching NFL football. So I don't know if that plays a part in it or not. But I'm, I'm not saying. I'm so just saying. So you're telling me Greg's not going to watch? No, I'll watch your way. <laughs> Chop said, yeah, there's a Romeo and Juliet song. Don't ask me how I know. What did you say, Greg? Oh, that's on a uh, year was 2009 or eight right. fearless album. And it's called love story. <laughs> it was also remastered too once. Oh my God. This man just spit. I, I will say that was her country right before she went to pop. No, no, I no. no. I was a big fan of her when she was like in the whole country scene. When she went pop, and that's when she became more famous. And who am I to say? I was a bigger fan when she was in the country music, when she was in the, yeah. when she was part of country music. If you know Tim McGraw, yes, you know my favorite song. There you go. The you think Yep. On the moonlight by the lake. Teardrops on my guitar. Uh, 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 White horse. That was another good one. I I know all of them. Yeah. Huh. That's but interesting. I'm not a Swifty. I'm, I'm kind a of Metallica. Ozzy Osbourne. I'm a proud Swifty. You know what? She's a bear. We here's the thing. She's a Bearcats fan now. That's all. Like that's all I care right now. Not for long. She goes through. I've heard she goes through men pretty quick. So probably not a Bearcat fan for long. I'm just enjoying it for the time being, though. That's one good thing. I want to enjoy it. She's dating Travis Kelsey, man. Fucking Kansas City Chief douchebag. Uh, can we say though, Jason Kelsey is a national treasure and he deserves to be yes. like one. Yeah. Another bear cat. He fucking was fronting on Greg with his nipples out. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> yeah, who did great. it better? Who did it better? Uh, Jason Kelsey or me? Who did you did it better, it better Greg? 
Yeah. I'm going to go with Kelsey Griggs. I don't know. Jason Kelsey fucking pounded a beer and then jumped out of a window. Yeah. It was pretty badass. That's pretty badass. You know, Jason's got me beat. You got to take your shirt <laughs> off and do more badass stuff. Yeah, I, I do. I do. And it was colder out there, too. So he probably got me beat. Well, he was in a suite, though. They probably had some heat going. Yeah, they did. Yeah. He had enough liquid courage. I don't think he gave two fucks. No. Look at this. Matt's with me, man. Fuck Taylor Swift. Metallica, <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne. I like Metallica. I like all kinds of music. Damn. Uh-oh. Well, now we're getting paid. Are the Swift Ref Chiefs strong enough to overcome the logo? Oh, here we go. No, no, no. Uh... Here we go here. Uh, Derek, you can't see this. Uh, Shelly in the chat says, couldn't you see Jason Kelsey doing a beer can titties? I mean, I can show him how it's done. Yeah, you need to show it how it's done. Greg, is a gas on at your house? It went all, like, weird in the top. Yeah. Your screen. You know how it gets those waves in it. Like, it's just your camera. Just the camera. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Ravens fans share. You, you know what, Miguel? You do have a point there. That's well, hold on. Let's go back to Tyler here because we put up his super chat. Oh, yeah. He, right. paid, he paid us, Greg. He's a paying customer. Yeah, and Greg's just like, Greg's oh, like, what's that? Until he's out here. Brow. No, he's like, oh, he's like Tyler, Tyler only got fucking two cents out of his $4.99 here. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I don't the know. Pool, we'll have the to pool see. of the Swifties. But I didn't. Did you guys really think that the refs had any impact in the overall overall in the outcome of that Bills Chiefs game? No, I, I don't think I, didn't I don't see think anything there was there might have been one or two calls that could have went either way. The refs did not make that guy miss that field goal. No, field goal. exactly. No, and no. the refs did not make them do a freaking fake punt run with Demar Hamlin. That was. Oh, that was so stupid. Yeah, that on their own 35 yards. I said, well, I said at that time when I was at work and other people were watching it with me, I said, that's the fucking play right there that's going to cost them the game. Then they fucking fumbled it out of the end zone and they got it back at the 25, the touchback. And I thought, well, that erased that. So that's yeah. just the reason they lost, if you ask me. But that was a dumb fucking call. This comment is hilarious, and Greg's not going to like it. So close your ears, Greg. Not much <laughs> tread left on Swift's tires at this point. Yeah. God damn that! I hey, I do have a uh, guilty pleasure when it comes to like uh, someone like a Taylor Swift, but it mine is um Lady Gaga. <laughs> I don't fucking know why, but that goddamn poker face song, man, that bitch comes on my Amazon music. I will turn that one up. Did you guys but she's it? literally just keeps repeating fuck her face, fuck her face, and I think that's probably why I like it. Oh, jeez, Chuck. <laughs> um, okay. I mean, she repeats it over and over in the song. Fuck my face. Fuck her face. Fuck her face. Fuck her face. I don't think that's what it says, Chuck. No, it, you listen to those lyrics. That whole song is about sex. Filling her love cavity or some shit like that well and I, to be, as chris crowley says that's totally different than taylor swift she has a bunch of songs about ex-boyfriends but no songs about giving blowjobs coincidence and lady gaga does see that poker face man that's about blowjobs yeah and antoine says megan the stallion for me yeah oh god damn, madonna antoine. back in the day god damn antoine <laughs> 
I'll feel you. So anyway, anyway, draft so. prospects, right tackles. Uh, we already talked J.C. Latham because he's yeah. been mocked to us quite a bit. Fuaga okay. also big, strong, uh, strong, powerful guy. Uh, obviously, I could talk about him a lot. We talked about him on the draft show. We did quite a bit. Um, I just I think he goes. I think he's going to go. I think he's going to go to the Jets at ten. I have an irrational love for Tyler Guyton. Um, it's not irrational. I don't, I don't. Honestly, I think by the time the draft rolls around, pick eighteen, it might be right up his alley. Yeah, I, because I think I he's going to test really well. I wouldn't disagree. Do you want my I notes just, on him? Yeah, yeah I want sure. Your notes on him. Sure, go for it. Who's this guy? Right. Say his name again. Tyler Guyton, Tyler, Oklahoma. Yeah. One year starter at right tackle, but Oklahoma's had some damn good offensive tackles that he's playing behind. Sure. Um, elite athlete, good, great length, strong anchor, lateral agility. He's explosive off the line. Um, just a lot to like there. He's he's he basically moves like a tight end at tackle. Like that's yeah. that's about the best way to say it. Uh, Collins, I put you know you could say he's a bit raw because he's a one year starter. Um, inconsistent pad level. A lot of these tall offensive tackles are going to have inconsistent pad level. It just happens. Smaller guys can get underneath them, get around them uh, that way. Um, recovery footwork could use some work, and then. He, as great of an athlete as he is, he's great in space, like, you know, moving in space, but connecting with his actual target in space on tape was a problem. Like, he's got to get better at that. But with the Bengals, they don't normally ask the right tackle to be out there pulling or, you know, but right. second-level blocking, just latching onto your target for bigger plays, he could improve in that aspect. But I think he's definitely in that conversation for 18. Hey, Dale, uh, Miguel wants to know, what starting OT can the Bengals get second or third round? I think Jordan Morgan from Arizona is more of a left tackle, but, I mean, there's a lot to like with him. Same thing with Patrick Paul. So I, I'm just going to give a couple that I think, and these are more third-round guys, but I think that they – I don't know if they'd start day one, and that's where I'd like to have a veteran like a Luminor on a year contract if I got these third-round guys. Mm -hmm. But Blake Fisher from Notre Dame – and then Matt Gonclaves from Pitt is, is another guy that I just really liked. And it's unfortunate he had an injury, only played three games this season. But on tape, he looks really good. And I think maybe he moves to guard in the NFL. But I, I think he could stick at right tackle. He just gets the job done. We talked about him on the draft show last week with uh, incomings uh, from Pro right. Football Network. Um, I really, yeah. really like him. So those are two guys that have played right tackle, I think, could stay at right tackle in the NFL and – and I would feel cut like, and maybe they do start. Like, I think they both have the potential that they could start year one. But it's a little harder to bank on somebody in the third round than the first, you know. Uh, Shelly wants to know what's up with Tony Romo. You know, Tony Romo is going to be Tony Romo. You know, clearly he has favorites, right, who he likes to talk about. Uh, yeah. He wasn't, like, intolerable, I didn't think, yesterday. I think he must have seen where everybody on Twitter was posting – about him just sucking their dicks off so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I doubt he cared. He wiped his chin and went, kept on sucking. Yeah. Uh, Strawberry says, of course, I wasn't able to make it. By the way, your draft show was Friday. Thank you, Strawberry. Uh, Chris here says, uh, uh, Lions signing Zach Ertz. Yeah, what's your guys' take on Zach Ertz? I mean, I know the Lions just lost one of their tight ends for the year. So, you know. 
Who'd they lose? If I mean, you don't let me ask. Uh, yeah, Florida, no, right? But yeah, I forget the kid's name. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, you have right. him and Laporta now. I mean, not a bad, yeah. not a bad group right there. How'd you like to be like yeah. Zach Ertz and just sitting on your fucking couch and season's over and all of a sudden you get a call like, hey, you want to come play for this playoff team and have a chance to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, you want to have a chance to go to yeah. the Super Bowl right. in this thing? You didn't do shit to get us here, but you would you like a fucking ring possibly? Come on. Yeah. yeah. I think it was, Dale, I think it was the, the tight end. I think his last name was Wright. Um, I, think okay. it, I think that's who you're talking about. He scored no, a I will say, Okay, I will say like Laporta – he also was a little dinged up before the playoffs. He's looked him. fine in the playoffs, but, you know, why wouldn't you want to have depth? A guy goes down, you can bring in a Zach Ertz. That's a no-brainer. Right. I mean, gives you great veteran leadership. I mean, Laporta, though, uh, Laporta, did you, could you guys argue he was a top, uh, definitely a top 10 tight end this year, right? I think oh, he so. was the best yeah, rookie tight end. And- best rookie tight end, but would you – could you almost start? I know what you're saying. He's top five tight end. Oh, in the NFL. Yeah, top five. Yeah. Kelsey Kittle, and then you can make an argument that you would put him at four. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Hawkinson's up there too. He had he had the That's most. I said Hawkinson, Kelsey, and uh, Kittle would be yeah, the top. Yeah, I agree. With that. And then at four, you can make the argument. Yeah, I think. yeah, and, and also a lot of people here are agreeing with you in the chat about your thing on Tony Romo, Dale. I, nobody's disagreeing with you, buddy. Go, 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 go. That's Tony Romo when it comes yep, to Patrick yeah, right. Holmes. <laughs> Come guzzler. You ever seen a former NFL quarterback that's an NFL announcer suck the dick of someone who sounds like Kermit the Frog? Yes, you have, because you've heard Tony Romo on this. It's true. Yes, yeah. you have, yes. Yeah. Well, okay. I I was going to tell you guys it was a surprise. Tony Romo was going to be a special guest on our show next <laughs> week, but he's probably not now. Damn. Yeah, he's hey, I might end up loving him. There, I used to be like fuck one guy, and then I talked to him and love the guy now. Don't you never put, know. Don't put Corey Dillon in this same category. Yeah, <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Corey. Fuck Tony Romo. <laughs> we never said that you got dicks down, Corey. I promise. No, no, I wasn't talking like that. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm gonna get my ass whooped. Yeah. Yeah, Chop actually said you guzzled a lot of cock, Corey. I'm just uh, saying. Yeah. Antoine's asking what Planet Fitness commercial. Hmm? I, yeah. What I, don't what, I don't know what that's from. I don't know what that's from either. Sorry, sorry, Antoine. I can tell you this though: you you go in there and work out, and there's no pressure. They don't like bullies. Uh, Strawberry says, "Should I ask Corey about this on the no, show today?" You, I, I was not making a cum guzzling <laughs> reference. I was talking about how I hated somebody, and then I loved somebody. No cum yeah. guzzling involved. To be clear, you never said. <laughs> right. So, oh, Corey, Corey Dillon, I did not say oh. you were a cum guzzler like fucking Tony Romo. That was not the comparison. The comparison was on how I was like, fuck Corey Dillon, and I talked to you. And now we're we're we got a fucking man thing going on. Okay, Antoine was he was answering someone else who asked me him that. Okay, well I just want to say I think I have seen the Planet Fitness commercial, but whoever brought that up, I just want to let you know there's way better videos with Megan Thee Stallion in there. <laughs> that Planet Fitness uh, commercial that airs on national TV. Yeah, these don't air on national TV videos. Yeah. Sorry, Megan who? Megan Thee Stallion. The stallion, oh, chop. Have you seen her twerk that booty? 
I have to see her. I don't know who she is, man. I don't keep up on that shit. Megan who? I mean, I don't either. I don't know. I don't know who you guys are talking about. <laughs> yeah. So I, I do need to. What's I do your need last to name? Megan the Stallion. P H E E. Yeah. I do need to Ohio State sewer. Yeah. Right. So if you guys haven't had a chance, it's on podcast form now. But you guys had Ian Cummings on the show last Friday. He's and awesome. that was one of the best interviews I think you guys have ever done because that guy was so knowledgeable and I just I feel like I felt like a sponge just absorbing everything that you guys said. But that was a really really good interview. If you guys have a, had a chance to check it out, go back and listen to it because damn, dude knows his stuff for sure. Man, she got some thighs on her, don't she? Oh, Antoine here saying uh, Ruby Rose also. Is a rapper from Kentucky. I did not know she was from Kentucky. I did not know that either. Uh, maybe she's a Bengals fan, even. She's number two. Chop. That fucking um, Megan chick's got some nice thighs, man. <laughs> Keep your ears warm. <laughs> Keep your ears warm, he says. That's two thumbs up for Megan Lee Stallion. That's right. Fireworks are going off on the screen. For the podcast listeners, there are fireworks on the screen. One chop gave two thumbs up for Megan Lee Stallion and her thick thighs. Yeah. Thick with two Ks. Who was the other one? Ruby Rose? Yeah. Ruby Rose. All right. What else do you guys want to talk about? Um, um, Oh, go ahead, Derek. I was going to say, I wanted another guy a draft crush of mine is uh, I can't remember his first name. Last name is Wiley, uh, the tight end. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think I've got him at like tight end five now, Jared Wiley, yeah. and I, I think oh, he's shit. got a real chance to impress at the Senior Bowl. Yeah. So God damn, you want my notes on him? around, man. I'll take Ruby Rose first. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. What y'all yes. talking about? Chop down the rabbit hole. <laughs> Chop's, <laughs> Chop's loving life right now. Man, I'm telling you, I'm gonna have. To, I'll be a little bit longer in the shower today. Chop's getting distracted right now. Yeah, I gotta go so, scrub my taint right now. <laughs> so Ruby, I mean Jared Wiley. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the tight end, tight end. Right in PCU, he's like PCU, six seven, yeah. two forty. So you wonder, like, oh, is he almost too tall? But he doesn't play like he's too tall. He, you know, you see some of these guys. I think he's a better athlete than what um, the the one guy is from Florida State that's like six seven that plays wide receiver. And I know some people like him. I was not high on him. I don't know why his name's escaping me. But anyway, so obviously ideal size length. Um, he's got great hands. Six seven with great hands. He's a pretty good blocker too, so he's not one-dimensional, just pass catcher. But he, he they do line him out wide at times. They move him around, so he's um, got a good football IQ and good straight line speed for a guy six seven two forty. He can move really well. Um, yeah, high cut frame would be a con, which pad level goes right along with it. Run after catch balance. I mean, obviously, in time you're six seven, guys cutting at your knees, chopping at your legs. That's going to happen, and mm-hmm. you see that on tape. Um, high effort blocker, but the footwork isn't always great and technique. So he could refine the blocking, but I'm pretty high on him, man. I, I really am. Yeah. Uh, 
And would it, would it be too simple to say he's like a good comp would be Mo Alley Cox? I think he's way more athletic. Way more athletic? Okay. Hmm. And probably not – the he's not that good of a blocker. Okay. He's a solid blocker, and maybe he gets to that level. Yeah. But I don't think he's there right now. What about the, the tight end out of Texas? T- tell me about him. Jatavion Sanders. Yes. Yeah, I, I see him mock to us a couple different times. Yeah, I mean, just without looking at my notes, like, dude, watching him on tape is fun. He's a former wide receiver, so he has great hands. Like, uh, his ability to run after catch is insane. He's just an impressive guy. His blocking, he blocks really well in space. Obviously, as like an inline tight end, that blocking's not always there. They split him out a lot, um, so he doesn't always get those opportunities. But he shows that he's a willing blocker, which is part of the battle. You think former wide receiver, can he right. do it? I think he can. I think he could be a good enough blocker in the NFL. Like, I've got him as a clear – like, Brock Bauer is just insane. What he can do yeah. uh, after catch, right. everything like that, he's clear in his own tier. But then I have Jatavion Sanders in his own tier. There's no one else even close to those two guys. It's Bowers, Sanders, everybody else. Yeah. Well, what about Sanders versus Kincaid? <clears throat> I mean, they're different. Kincaid's longer, uh, both good athletes. Uh, probably the length would be the biggest thing. Catch radius would be like, uh, but he doesn't have, he's younger. Kincaid was a little bit older. Yeah. And he doesn't have, you know, the a injury. bad injury history like Kincaid had. Mm-hmm. So I would have him as a better prospect than Kincaid. But I understand the appeal with Kincaid. It's just when you have so many injuries and stuff, and like right now, Kincaid's killing it. You know what yes, I mean? And, he is. and that potential was always there. You watch it just tape wise without knowing the injury, the age, this, that, and the other. You see Kincaid, you're like, holy shit, he's awesome. And he is. He's really good. And he's been really good for Buffalo. But those are still concerns. So as a prospect, just as a pure prospect, I definitely put Sanders ahead of him. Well, I, the reason I ask is because that, uh, you know, the rumor was that Cincinnati would have picked Kincaid if he was there at our pick last year. So when yeah. you're describing Sanders from Texas, it kind of sounds like Kincaid, like willing blocker, super good catcher, you know, used to be a wide receiver, soft hands, runs good routes. So it sounds a lot like Kincaid. Yeah. And he, like, age wise, like I said, he was younger. So looking at the note, he's turns 21 this March. Hey, he's just he's still 20 years old. He's done all yeah. this. As a two-year starter at ages 19 and 20 at Texas. So. If he was on Bengals and Brews, he'd have to have a glass of milk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's not old yeah. enough to have couldn't, a brew Couldn't yet. even have a brew yet. Right. But like, And his uh, yards per catch, so I wrote down, 15.6 yards per wow. catch. So I got plenty of milk in my play. Explosive guy. That's true. If yep. you don't mind drinking out of the carton after Greg, you can have some milk there, and Greg will also yep. hook him up with a piece of ass. Piece of ass. <laughs> But yeah, I, I think Sanders, Sanders would give us a, an awesome element yeah. in the tight end room. So Yes, he would. Yeah, if he was there in round two, yeah. boom, man. So, hey, um, no, one thing I want to discuss, I'm, I'm good to discuss this too, is uh, Dan Pitcher. I think we can all agree it's just a matter of time before Callahan gets a head coaching job. But you know what he, he talked about Dan Pitcher. What's interesting is Pitcher, in a way, has leverage with the Bengals. So if Callahan goes somewhere, what if Callahan says to Pitcher or somebody on the other team says – Hey, you get to call the plays. You call the shots. Whereas in Cincinnati, you know, Taylor's going to be called the plays. What if pitcher says to Cincinnati, look, I'm offered by this team to be a play caller. 
And, you know, here I'll still I'll be with the Bengals, but I won't get to have much saying and calling players. Or, you know, who knows what Zach would have with them. But I think in a way, pitcher does and like good was saying, pitcher does have leverage in a way. Do you agree? Yeah, but also the one thing pitcher is going to have to, to look at is do I want to go somewhere else and call the plays and, and potentially have a worse quarterback situation or right. You know, you've seen like, yeah, it might have taken a few extra years, but it's clear to me that if you're an offensive coordinator for Cincinnati Bengals, you're going to get a head coaching position at some point or another. Man, you, you guys both, I think, make great points. Greg, that was a great question. Great points there. Great counterpoint, honestly, because I agree with everything you guys both have said, because I could see pitcher and somebody offering that somebody saying, hey. We're bringing you – I don't think it would be Callahan. I think Callahan would call his own plays. Right. But for somebody yeah. else, a defensive-minded head coach that gets hired wants to bring in pitcher and says, yeah. you're the offensive guy, you know, right. because then he can say that in his interviews. But at the same point in time, look who you're working with. You want to stay here and work with Joe Burrow and even your right. backup, Jake Browning, had a good season. Um, or do you want to go somewhere and you're we're, – we're probably drafting a rookie. You know, but some guys want the challenge, so it cuts both ways. But I think you yeah. both make great points. My opinion is that if something happens and we lose Callahan and we lose pitcher, I'm going to be okay with it because, and, and it's not a hating on either one of them kind of thing. It's just that uh, let's just take Baltimore for an example. I thought they're going to fall on their face when Todd Munkin came in Me and too. he redid the whole offense, and it turned out fucking great. And I have been saying that I think our offense should be putting up 30 points every fucking game at least, and it doesn't happen. So if there is a change and a whole different offensive-minded uh, person comes in, I'm okay with it. A different no. voice, uh, somebody yes. to yeah. bring some fresh ideas in beyond what you already have. And yep. maybe, yeah, I, another great point. I you guys are say. killing it. Okay. Sorry, I don't man. think we have to make phone calls. I think he'll be calling the bagel saying, I want to come here now. And you know, all that. I don't think we'd have to make me like you chopped. I like chopped that on that. I don't think Bengals have to be making any phone calls. I think they would be getting phone calls. Well, uh, we didn't make a phone call last year to get Orlando Brown. No, we did not. He made the call. Yeah. But yeah. I will bring up a name if we're in the market for one. And that's right back. I know Karen says, well, he didn't do the stuff at LSU. He was still at LSU. He still knows Chase. He still knows Burrow. Right. So why is his name escaping me? I don't know. I was trying to draw it out so the name would hit me, and it's not. You guys know who I'm talking about. That up yep. in Buffalo. Tell yeah. Got, tell Joe Brady. Joe Brady. Joe Brady. Thank you. So Joe, Joe Brady, Brady, what would you guys think about Joe Brady? Because now they're out of the playoffs. Maybe they're like, oh well, this you know they, he was an interim hire. So I don't know that they've committed to him. I haven't seen that. They I would not to him. And we have an opening. That seems like a good good situation for both parties to me. I would not bitch. I'll put it that. No, way. I would. I would be great yeah. with it. Bring him in and so you know what? If they let yeah. him go, bring him in in some kind of offensive role. You know, remember yeah. when they brought fucking um, quarterback? Oh, coach. Jesus Christ! If, what was his name that Marvin gone. Lewis brought in as a like a, an assistant or something like that? The assistant's assistant. Oh, and, and Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson, that's right. Didn't work out, but yeah. No, but I'm just saying, you just give him some bullshit role to bring him in here well, and see what happens. Well, you know, here's another guy to throw out there. He shouldn't have been fired. Who was the Browns' offensive coordinator? Van Pelt. 
He should have yeah, never Scott been Pelt, or not Scott Van Pelt. Alex. Alex Van Pelt. Alex Van Pelt. Yeah. He should have. He never was an offensive part. coordinator. He was the uh, quarterback, quarterback coach, right? Quarterback. Oh yeah, quarterback coach. Well, there you go. If we, if, that, but that's for a quarterback, question. yeah. If pitchers out as quarterback coach, yeah. Not, let's say Callahan comes back, he doesn't get a job. I think he's getting a job too. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Titans, Titans or Panthers. I think either he could go to either one of those. Makes, yeah. Make it makes a ton of sense for either one of those. And he does have second interviews with both. Yep. Atlanta sounds like Belichick, right? Still. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope he doesn't go to the Panthers because I because if he goes to the Panthers, Hayden Hurst and Bob Beller stay. But like if, if if but if it's the but if it's not the Panthers and the guy comes in and they get rid of both Bell and Hurst, I'm making a phone call to both of them. And well, I know Hurst had a scary injury, but you guys get what I'm saying, right? If you know if Calhoun goes there, he's keeping Bell. Oh yeah. See, this, keep Hurst too, because he's got continuity with him. Yeah, no, I would not complain about Joe but, Brady. But look, the, the, there is drastic differences here. So one comment we've got Chris saying, "I'm all in on Joe Brady. Let him call the plays. That you know, let Zach let him call the plays." And David Gabbard, no, Joe Brady, the Bills' offense sucks. So there is a wide opinion on him. Right. And he was interim guy. We don't know how much were they already doing because that was already the, how much did he have? But I do know they were like six and six. And made a hell of a run, and we're playing really good after he took over. So I, yeah. I'm with you, got like I'm not going to fully say one way or the other, like oh, but I would just think he's definitely would be a name to consider. Obviously, right. Dan will. Pitcher is going to be the one promoted as long as he don't yeah. go somewhere else. But in this scenario, we lose both. I think you could do worse than bringing in a guy who knows your quarterback, knows your number one receiver, yeah. and maybe knows your third running back if they bring in Clyde Edwards later. Yep. Yep. Yeah, but the the one thing we we're all the one guy we're all forgetting on that I think if Dan Pitcher goes too, you've also got Troy Walters. So, that's true. Yeah, you know, that's that's another guy that that could potentially take. I don't think there's going to be an outside hire at offensive coordinator. I think if I, if they do bring in Joe Joe Brady, it might be as a quarterbacks coach. Um, and I think if, if, in that case, it would be Troy Walters as the offensive coordinator. I yeah, think Walters is more likely to follow Callahan as offensive right. coordinator, though. Yeah, that's the, true. the Cardinals, like right after they lost out on uh, what's his name, uh, Lou Anarumo, they did interview Troy Wall. I think he interviewed for the Texans and the Cardinals last year eh, as uh, offensive coordinator. They, uh, no, you're right, Derek. That's another one that everybody keeps forgetting about. And then there was one other guy. I can't ever remember how his name was pronounced. Um, and maybe Dale, you might be able to help me out with this one. Penis. Yes, yeah, um, yeah, that's it. No, it's like Grod or is it Graziano or I'm not sure. I, I do know. not know. Ruby There's Rose. One, yeah. Megan the Stallion. Megan the Stallion. But anyway, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. How about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually, Dale, I got a question for you. Penis. Oh, I got you here. Oh, penis. That's true. I'm, that's the answer. Good answer. After after listening to you guys uh, talk with Ian, was there any players that you either said, "Oh, I need to move this guy up or move this guy down," or maybe I need to take a second look at this guy? Or was there any guys for you that Ian made you kind of take a second look on? No, because I'm a fucking expert, Derek, and I fucking it's right. everything. And my you might, you might pose that same question to Ian about Dale. Yes. That's what I should have done. Yeah. You should ask Ian uh, if he's changed his position according to what Dale said. No, we were yeah. 
we like pretty crazy that we had a lot of thoughts like and he posted something on twitter today of some guys he might be higher on than others and i was like i agree with every one of them and added about five or six more names for him you know that i was higher yeah. on than others so but i will say a, a guy i hadn't watched it and i watched him today so is another offensive tackle late round guy small school uh western kentucky josiah Ezareem or Ezareem, I'm probably you know mispronouncing the last name, but he was a guy I hadn't wasn't on my radar, so I went and watched him, added him to the board. You know, I still got him as like a sixth, seventh round guy, uh, small school, but good size, good length, a lot of power, plays with a wide base. Um, you know, foot quickness, balance, those are maybe some issues. Uh, did have yeah. some injuries before, but he's a guy you know during this bowl season and the combine, different things that I think his name could start being mentioned a lot more. So he definitely gave me that name. He gave a couple others. Aaron Casey at linebacker was another one. I went back and watched, and I was like, oh, shit, man, he wasn't on my radar. And you go back and watch, he, he balled out against Ohio State. So in yeah. a linebacker from Indiana, Aaron Casey. So that's that's another guy. So he you know, definitely I gave any some of names those. that wasn't on my radar, and I was like, hell yeah, you know. He, that guy, he knows his stuff. So, like, seriously, anybody that's not following him, it's IC yeah. underscore draft on Twitter and then Pro Football Network. The stuff they pump out, the content they pump out is insane. Like, you know, yeah. everybody knows the big names, but those guys aren't pumping out the same amount of content because they don't have to. Right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. they don't have – like. They, they can just talk about it. They can go somewhere and talk about it. These guys are pumping out content that they're getting paid to probably do it. And the more content they pop, uh, pump out, probably the better for them. So, Yeah. But I was what super about, impressed with him. What about that? Uh, what about Scooby-Doo? Yeah, Rook. Rook Aroro. Chop, who's yeah. that? That's that Ruby Rose, man. Yeah. Jeez. That's what I'm talking about. That picture's going straight to the shower with Port John. God damn. I'm printing, I'm printing that bitch out, man. Get off the printer. That's going on the wall. There. That's going on the ceiling, actually. <laughs> Poster that on the ceiling. Uh, man, I'll yeah, I, I already liked chips, it, Derek. Man. So that was one I already okay. liked. But I do love that we came up with a great nickname if we get it. Roro. Roro. All right, Scooby Doo. Roro. Love it. Roro. And no, 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 I'm Dale. Yeah, he's very good defensive tackle, uh, and it, he's got a high ceiling because you know he just started playing football like his junior year of high school. Hey, Dale, since we're talking creative names in the draft, you got to like I, I was trying. I was thinking. I know we're not probably good, although I wouldn't be against going corner first round. Please tell me about Kool Aid. Kool Aid McKinnon. Yeah, I I actually have a teammate Terry and Arnold at cornerback one, but I have All him right. at two. Gotcha. Uh, the Kool Aid Man, a chop. That would be a t. That'd be T-shirt. Oh yes, Kool Aid. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we talked. About he's long, long, good hands. Physical tackler. Uh, he has some punt returnability. Uh, he's good impressed man. He gets a little handsy, especially down the field. A little bit of struggle in the track, tracking the deep ball. And his long speed is good, not great. So, but he, I mean, he's a corner, first round corner. Is he like an outside corner or slot corner or uh... outside? Yeah. Okay. He's, he's long enough, got good size. Uh, well, hey, I, I don't want to piss off Chop here because I know DJ Turner. He'd be competing with well, DJ. Listen, with Kool Aid, every time every time he makes a play, uh, like a it, like in, in you know how we go juice. Yeah. Oh, we can all yeah. go. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
the whole yeah, let's do this. 60,000 people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kool-Aid McKinstry just busting through on a football yeah. field. Yes. Oh, yeah. All right, let's, I can't pay for it. Because Corner, look, I mean, if Corner's the best player available, if it is Kool-Aid, take him. Dude, if anybody bitches about us getting a fucking good corner and his name is Kool-Aid, I'm going to fucking slap him. Thank you, John. <laughs> yeah. Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid, who day? Kool-Aid, yeah. who day? Fucking Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, who day? And a shout-out to who day Joe and Derek was high on him before I was, but I liked him a lot. Yeah. But the more you watch them, the more you like them. Jameer Gibbs from last oh, year. Oh, my God. God. Mm-hmm. Dang. Dude, I thought the Gibbs train. Choo-choo. Dude, Joe, you, you got a lot of bragging rights there, buddy. Yeah, I mean, he was clear, like, running back, too. It was just like. You know, him going 12, it's like, yeah, it was shocking on draft day. But talent-wise, it wasn't crazy, yeah. you know, at all because he's that damn good. He's explosive, pass-catching. Like, he's 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 fun. And he was even blocking. Like, pass-blocking was a big knock, and he stepped up. Dude, he freaking busted that guy today. He did, man. He, oh, my God. I uh, yep, no, that's the, If we get a good man. offensive tackle, that's – that's the one we'll call Fat Albert. Hey, All right. Hey. If we need him, name your They're no longer on speaking terms right now. You and Gibbs, you're done. You're yeah. mad at him. Yeah. Because his, his touchdown kept me from getting about twelve hundred dollars this weekend. If that would have been David Montgomery, he well, would have gotten the end zone. Kincaid would have got scored. I'd have got three hundred. That's true. That's true. Oh, I was so mad. I was saying I was sending all my freaking trash tickets to you guys because David Montgomery couldn't freaking do nothing. You know, I heard toward the the end of the year all these guys. I'm done betting. <laughs> like it was like week six, 15, 16. Yeah, I'm not betting anymore this season. You know. No. Know. To be to be fair, I said no more this year. <laughs> ah. <laughs> it's a new year. It's a new year. It's a new me. man y'all are awesome that was fun show i enjoyed it this is why it's good to do multiple week man chat was lively chop is still looking at pictures of i'm fixing to go get in the shower man (laughs) i'm fueling up he's in love you know what shout out to viewers we had a lot more viewers come in today too i've noticed that we, we we don't see every now and then so shout out to all the viewers too Shout out to everybody getting to watch um, Pork Chop over there edging. Yes. Look at that, man. <laughs> this is Antoine's fault. Antoine, look what you created. Look what you Antoine, did, bro. Antoine did this, and then he probably left the chat. <laughs> he ain't even seeing what he's done to this show. He's thrown the show completely off the rails from Pork Chop. Just, it's nothing but pictures. First it was fireworks, and now his pants are having fireworks. Yeah. There's some fireworks going off, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, boys, I got to get a shower. Yeah. Uh, appreciate you all for uh, I hope we got We'll definitely be back Friday. I, th- I think we're still on the two days a week. As we get closer to free agency, uh, the, the draft Whoa. will probably – pick back up to three days and well they and like you know when free agency starts if there's like an emergency thing happening or something like an emergency signing i think it whether even if it's one in the morning we'll probably do a show like we did not for the school night greg i don't give a damn man do you think i cared last yeah, year when I did it, in the morning when we got a little brown man that's the first time you saw my shirt off 
I'll do. I'll do. I did four show. shows that day, and then we break fucking news. It's ridiculous. Exactly. I'll do a live show at three a.m. when I'm on my way to work. How about that? There you there go. We go. I'll be at work in the bathroom taking a shit doing it. There, there we go. No, Dale, Dale, you got to. We got to stay committed, man. You and I both. I know you and I both work in the school system, but we got to do by any means necessary, Dale. Well, at least when free agency happens, it should be warmer out than it is now. Because I'm absolutely you, it's cold in this garage. It's yeah. Been, Oh, damn. I've got a heater right here, yeah. but it is not very helpful when it's so cold and this is not I, I hear enough to keep My basement's it. cold as shit, too, man. If I don't turn my heater on, it's 51 degrees down here. So man, it is a... It it's, is probably, it's probably 20 degrees in here. Just. Yeah, you're right. It is a, right. It's a balmy 41 degrees outside right now. That's hot as yeah. fuck compared to the last few days, man. Up, but that's what I'm saying. No, it's supposed to be like... Though, where it was, like, so cold... It was down in single temperatures, like all that yeah. cold air is in this garage. Right. And not- you, you, got, you guys know what, though? When I was out shoveling snow at times, I wasn't wearing a jacket or anything. Did you take but your you pants off? Shirt on. No, I didn't take my pants off, but you know what, man? Yeah. I felt like the Bengals in that freezer bowl. You, when you're up against the snow, you got to do by any means necessary. I just move around easier without a jacket. You got to, but no, I'll, I'll, but it has nothing to do with the fact that I'm inside a, Indoor mower that has heat in there. Yeah, right. It has nothing to do with the fucking heat blowing on you inside the fucking track. Yeah. But when I'm out there, man, I'm out there, man, going past the when, buddy. When it deals with the snow, the gloves come off. Yeah. They, me, that, that's what it is. The gloves come off. Well, at like after it snowed, I thought, oh, I'll just go out in my sandals because well, I told you guys how I yeah that thing and it had ice and it hurt my toes, so I didn't want to put shoes on. I went. I had socks on, but I just put sandals on, and the snow was fairly thick. So trying to go just check the mail, I just kept like my sandals were falling off. Yeah, it was that was a bad time. Yeah, but the story is don't do that. That was yeah. Fuck the winter, man. Please, Puxatani Phil, don't see your shadow. Fuck this. We shit. we we miss sleeveless Dale too. Yeah, yeah, that ain't happening right no, now. No. <laughs> Dale, we plenty of sleeveless Dale in the summer. I saw that Dale ordered nothing but sleeves from the right. top. <laughs> Extra. He, like, no shirts, just sleeves. He's, putting them sleeves. Back, he's sewing them back on. Yeah. <laughs> sleeves only. I've not been wearing headbands lately because they're all sewn back on. Like Right. Yeah. I've had to put them back on, the shirts. It's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's cold. <laughs> well, we will be back Friday at 3... 30. We love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Who day?